Hello, I'm Norma Columbus. Welcome to the Norma Columbus Lifestyle Podcast, a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. Season 4, Episode 14, The Fall Supper. I was sitting at my desk the other night, minding my own business, thinking about the fact that it was already the end of October, when a memory washed over me. The thought was about community fall suppers. In the early part of the last century, these gatherings were referred to as fowl suppers, as ducks, geese, chickens, and turkeys were plentiful. Some groups still use the term fowl supper today. When I was a kid, they were called bazaars, because there were other activities in conjunction with the supper to attract people and make additional funds. I recalled the beloved fish pond where you could catch a prize, raffles, a table selling popcorn balls, game tables, and an area to bob for apples. This long-running harvest time tradition is a fond memory for many. Aside from the fantastic meal that everyone enjoyed immensely, these occasions provided an opportunity for fundraising towards improvements to churches and communities, they were a much appreciated and anticipated opportunity to visit with friends and neighbors. It was an event anyone could attend, old, young, single, married, or with kids. The suppers in Leask were initially held at the Legion Hall. In 1981, when the Lou Lyons Hall was built, it became the location for fall suppers. People came from far and wide to partake in these meals. Lineups formed outside the hall at least an hour before the doors opened. There was a circuit of suppers one could attend in the area through the fall. Leask, Marsland, Halford, Blaine Lake, Parkside, Shellbrook, Shell Lake, just to name a few. At one point, you could get a huge meal and dessert for around $5. And there was even a family rate so you could bring all the youngins. Our church fall supper was held annually on a Sunday in late October. In the weeks leading up to the event, sign-up sheets were posted for members to indicate what food items they could donate or prepare and a shift they could work. KG individuals who got to the list first signed up for the easy stuff, like buns and pickles. If you missed the day when the lists were posted, you ended up cooking a turkey, which included making dressing and gravy and taking it to the hall or cooking and mashing a pot of potatoes. When I say pot... I mean a canner, not a Dutch oven. Many a husband remembers lugging a heavy load of food into the hall for their lady, bless their souls. It was also the guy's responsibility to set up tables and chairs. When up to 500 people attended such functions, it took a lot of volunteers to pull it off. As many tables and chairs as could be squeezed into the hall were set up. There wasn't much room to move around. Being elbow to elbow with a stranger usually led to a conversation after an introduction. Little kids played happily on the stage. Long buffet tables placed end to end were laden with food. The bounty of the harvest included cabbage rolls, vegetables, beets, coleslaw, carrots, turnips, tomatoes, pickles, mashed potatoes, ham, turkey, dressing, salads, cranberries, gravy, and buns. Don't even get me started on dessert. Oh my word, the pies. 
There were pies of every description cut into generous wedges, including apple, blueberry, Saskatoon, cherry, pumpkin, raisin, rhubarb, chocolate, banana, coconut cream, and of course, lemon meringue. One lady I knew brought the most amazing sour cream and raisin pie, and that was the one that I sought out each year. I thoroughly enjoyed that pie and didn't give a hoot how many carbs were in it. I took my obligatory turn organizing the fall supper for a couple of years. I recall my cousin Annette putting her hand on my shoulder at a church meeting and reassuring me that I was up for the job. There was no getting out of it at that point. I was in way too deep. When I was in charge, when I am in charge of something or anything, I plan it to death. There's always a binder of lists involved, lots of notes. I tell you with total honesty that I had nightmares about it at the time. What kind of nightmare could you possibly have about a fall supper, you might ask? Well, when you're the one in charge, there's a lot of pressure. In this reoccurring nocturnal disturbance, I would realize around noon on the day of the supper that I had forgotten to pick up and distribute the frozen turkeys to the people who had agreed to cook them. I'd always wake up at that point though, so I never got to find out how I got out of that predicament. For a long time, it was considered unthinkable to use paper plates. So that meant volunteers had to collect and hand wash hundreds of glasses, cups, plates, cutlery, not to mention the pots and pans and the coffee urns. Luckily, there was always enough help so workers could switch off. Eventually, the old guard gave in to the thought and they used paper plates. A paper plate, though, could not hold a massive amount of food, not like the glass ones. And you could see people carrying a plate piled high, looking like it was going to fold up in the middle. Gone are the days when every town had at least one community supper each autumn. But many communities across Canada continue to hold these events, well, until recently. I recall ladies bustling around a steamy hall kitchen like a well-doiled machine, ensuring the feast was ready for 5 p.m. sharp. What I remember most, though, is the delectable aroma and taste of those meals, the down-home atmosphere, and how much people enjoyed those outings. Have you attended or helped out at fall suppers in your community? Visit my lifestyle blog for episode pictures and links to my garden and published works pages, food blog, and gift shop. My website address is in the episode notes. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Direct West. Is marketing getting in the way of running your business? Direct West has a local expert team right here in Saskatchewan that will work with you to build your website exactly how you imagine it. Let them help you improve your online presence and head to directwest.com to learn more. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Conexus. Does money spark joy in your life or cause you stress? If you said stress, you're not alone. For 42% of Canadians, their biggest stressor comes from money. At Conexus, they care about your financial well-being. Money doesn't have to be stressful, and Conexus is here to help. 
The Connexus Hashtag Money Talk blog provides expert advice, tips, and solutions for all life stages and events. Getting married, buying a house, budgeting, saving, they cover it all and more. And did I mention it's free? Check it out today at ConnexusMoneyTalk.ca and start feeling confident and stress-free about your money.